Hello and welcome to the Dead Air Dudes. I'm Izzy. I'm Rocka, and you are Dead Air Dudes Nation. Welcome Thanks for tuning in. Dead Air Dudes Nation, welcome to another episode of the Bad Juju series, part seven. When today we're seven. Going, we're going to discuss skinwalkers. Right? I know that's kind of a taboo uh, thing to talk about in certain circles. But we're the dead air dude, so we will bring you what we know, and so you guys don't get, you know, hurt or whatever. All so, right. Izzy, for the audience out there that does not know who and what we're talking about, what exactly is a skinwalker? Okay. I'm going to give you two definitions. A, I'm going to give you the generic one, and I'm going to give you one more, more specific the skinwalker has the ability to transform into animal form. Most who practice shapeshifting are sorcerers, like beings, or witches, which goes into, you know, further into the Navajo, which the Navajo in Navajo culture, a skinwalker is called the Yi Naldlushi. Sorry for the for Good the, job, bravo. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta say, yeah, this is way better than what I would have done. Ye Nadidoshi. Which, which sounds harmful. like an anime character who versus Pokemon, but okay. Which is a type of harmful witch who had the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. Now this the term translates never. literally, literally by means of it goes on all fours. Exactly. And of course, that's a reference to animals and people, but mostly animals. So, and so modern day translations yeah, could, be, could be, could um, be. Damn it, Siri, be quiet. Yes, gosh, these glitches, I'm telling you, they're here every day. But uh, modern day people extend it to objects, inanimate, inanimate, um, but animals and people, other people. And we won't go into further into other things such as the aliens, but. We're gonna go more into what is, what is like your traditional skinwalkers, which is your Native American Navajo definition. So let's get into it, all right? The Navajo, the Navajo themselves are afraid to even speak of this. Okay. Now, why is that? Why are they reluctant to delve deep to non-Navajo cultures? Well, because their understanding. Because basically, it's if you speak of it, then they will latch on to you, and they will turn and try to do something to you. Basically, because I'll delve deeper into it, but supposedly. They have, not only can they shapeshift or skinwalk into coyotes, wolves, owls, snakes, foxes, things of that nature, but also when in form, they can also possess and they can make you do things you don't want to do as well. Okay, so it's not only you don't speak of it, because when you speak of it, 
they will turn to you and they will try to hurt you, essentially, all right? Now, originally, it was high priests or medicine men who were originally guardians of the This is like early on. They were guardians of the tribe, meaning they were good or potentially good at that point, you know what I mean? And like you said before, it means going all fours, you know what I mean? They were scouts. So within, after they were established as scouts, the white man took over, obviously, and used those scouts. And then they gave them more power, you know? while they were enslaving the Navajo. So with more power, these high priests and everything, they felt, you know what I mean? It, they turned from being good, quote unquote, to not so good, you know what I mean? And that's how the legend goes. You know, if you speak to Navajo, who even tells you any of this, you know what I mean? Um, I saw a couple of videos, in particular one, uh, from the cryptid hunter and he had a video upon this which he went into further detail so if you guys get a chance we'll leave a link at the bottom and we'll let you know so you guys can watch the video and follow him he's got really good stuff you know so other freaking so they use him as spies essentially also and other legends say that they were used to they use the skills to escape capture all right. After that, eventually, they became evil, which in turn, the tribes shunned them and kicked them out of the tribes, you know. It became, then it became taboo to even speak about them. So, at that point, when something that was positive or directly positive became negative, that just turned a whole thing, you know, it just made a whole big mess, you know what I mean? Which, there you go, and then you figure talk about the stories and the legends of the Wendigo, of werewolves. They're all similar. Even berserkers in Norse culture, they're, you know, all, also considered shapeshifters, you know, skinwalkers, I suppose, whatever you want to call them. You know? So, now, from here on, I can... I'm going to discuss more about their weapons and how to kill them. But before I do that, you know, Rocker, you give me something, you know, let me know, you know, any questions or, you know. Well, I've heard also globally that, right. um, I don't want to use the term uh, shapeshifters, but it's analogous here. Uh, these skinwalkers, it, you see it in Sumerian, Mesopotamian, Ur, Right. Judeo-Christian lore. I mean, what was the tempting animal in the Garden of Eden? Snake. Snake which has been transformed from devil, demon, uh, fallen angel. Um, yes, yeah, so globally, uh, Hindu texts, Native American, not just confined to the Navajo, all globally throughout the world, there's folklore hidden, not hidden, and embedded deep in thousands if not more 
years of culture where people have, certain people have the ability to transform themselves into different things, animals, creatures, what have you. A also globally commonality with witch doctors, healers, witches, the like, is that, and this is kind of hard for people to grasp, not hard, but hard maybe to accept. You have to learn both good and evil, the yin and the yang. So, and it's really up to the individual priestess or person, shaman, whoever is in power with this knowledge to is how they point, use it. Case in point, Mulan, right? we just recently saw. So. I, I, absolutely. So this is something that ties, it's embedded into the topic of the day that we're talking about is that just as you are empowered to use these abilities to penetrate your enemies, to spy, to retrieve weapons, maybe to save a kidnapped person, whatever it may be. There's also aspects of, I don't know if we call it dark arts, magical arts, good arts, whatever. There is an aspect of this that you have to learn both sides. And sometimes the old cliche is true. You have to do you you have to use evil to do good. And vice versa. Sometimes you do good and it's really, you know, sinister. Hey, you said so that's yin just yang, a good and yin and yang is, is the perfect it's the perfect explanation. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, for there to be good there has to be evil, and for evil to be good, it's 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 all people don't wanna realize that, they wanna understand that that it's all connected, you know. So. You know, and, and the fine line between good and evil, this is not like a Star Wars t trilogy where there's the force and there's the dark side. You there's lot, there's probably more gray. There's more gray area than there is black and white. Yes. And so I just want a little, that's a little tidbit. Now, um, yeah, question. In the, in the Navajo culture in particular, were these magic people for a better word, um, were they pre-European invasion? Were they, for the most part, good and respected like elders? Or did they turn bad at some point prior to that? I'm sure that they might have. But I can understand in most cultures throughout the world, it's always the elder healer that you go to for all your ailments and whatnot. I'm just curious because, you know, forget European culture, Native American. Every culture will at some point be at war with the neighbor. No, these are and, younger. And this is from what this is my take. Because, again, many of the Navajo do not speak about this because they're afraid that they right. will be attacked. Hush, you hush. Know? So the it's like second, third, fourth, fifth hand information, and it's like kind of like, uh, by the way, this, yeah, yes, but you know, I just find it interesting that throughout history and in this part of the world, no exception to other parts of the world, there have been uncovered massive civilizations and human encampments that have looked like they have everything tools, society, they bury their dead, blah, yada, 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 and then at some geological time. They poof, disappear. Yeah. And there was no record of a drought, of a war, massive graveyards. Just gone. So, you know, just food for thought. 
maybe another third force was involved somewhere along the lines of what it's i don't know i mean and the funny thing is from the report or the video and my uh research that i found um it goes pretty in depth as far as what the quote-unquote skinwalkers do how they're formed and how to kill them now if you want to get into that we can get into that if you want i mean in some of the research i've unveiled a lot of these shamans with the ability to skinwalk they don't keep it a secret a lot of them wear the skin of the particular animal maybe it's their favorite go-to one whether it be a wolf a coyote uh, um, a snake whatever they wear the skin of the particular walker they're going to assume and we you introduce this with the Navajo, but also the Hopi, the Utes, um, all throughout Native Americans and other parts of the world have their own version of skinwalking. No, no, of course. I mean, we're just we're just specifically talking about this because this is what um you know this is what I this is extensive research and you know this is I guess it's the, rather impressive the to see the art or whatever you know it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I mean. Like, they mimic loved ones' voices to track you. They mind control via eye contact, like I said before, which is why... It gets creepy there. You know? Once stopped, you will... If they lock onto you, and once that moment you stop, you get stuck, you'll vomit blood. You know? And they also... When you're frozen, they will throw bone dust at you to cause paralysis. You know? Jeez, I'll take my chances with Medusa. Sometimes they even use, when the human form, bone darts to cause pain. Not so much to kill, but to cause pain. I need a couple dozen of those. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to eliminate and or kill a skinwalker, they're very hard. But once you target them, you need to visit a medicine man, you know, a legitimate shaman. Because basically you're fucked. So once you've been targeted by them, you got to, you know, you got to go and do the whole poltergeist. The whole to-do. Yeah, it's a whole to-do. You know what I mean? Bring me a dead chicken and an egg. You dip bullets in white ash. And it could kill. Maybe injure. We don't know. I mean, supposedly, you know. Then, if you know who the skinwalker is, you say their human name out loud. And you tell them, I know who you are. You're a skinwalker. And supposedly, once that happens, they can theoretically wither away and die. But, you know, hey, I'm, I don't intend to try it out. So. Well, I do. The next uh, next panhandler comes my way very aggressively. Silver bullets do not work because they're not werewolves. Okay. 
The eyes stay human, and they're bright red. Right on cue. Bright red. Love the sound effects. They walk like men, and they have a mangled gait. So essentially, you're not necessarily... It's almost like a... a, a uh, Wait, that was you, 2 o'clock in the morning, stepping out of the bar. That was me. Bright red. Red eyes and mangled gait. Mangled, mangled gait. So, I mean, the way they describe it, it's not so much like you say, oh, a werewolf transforming into a wolf, and you see a wolf coming down, and you're like, hey, wolf, how are you doing? No, it's kind of like a mangled, jacked-up freaking creature. They're like, oh, shoot. You know, if you get to see it, you're, you're pretty much effed, you know? So. Yeah. I got to say, um, I've come across in researching this topic some very impressive artwork from totem poles to figurines to sketches. Uh, we're definitely going to, throughout this broadcast and throughout the YouTube video, we're going to try to put up a couple of oh, definitely, yeah. we'll, very, we'll, very impressive pics. But you could tell from the intricacies that, you know, they, in society where you, you don't just do paintings every other day, they took time. Uh, it was a big part of their society to depict them. You know, you, most of the time you're working hard, you're hunting, you're gathering, you're having your family, you're, you're staving off enemies. Uh, they, a large time and portion of energy and resources were devoted to artwork on this particular topic. So yeah, it just no, it, it's, it's quite it's, telling. It's definitely freaking, it's definitely interesting. It's, I mean, to supposedly kill a skinwalker is even more labor intensive. It's very, very over the top, which is understandable. If all this is true, I mean, why wouldn't it be? You know what I mean? It's very, very interesting. So, I mean, in all, all throughout many cultures of the world, up until this very day, there is some, where again, lack of a better term, superstitious or uh, magical belief of transposing your will, like you had mentioned, mind control, mentor uh, and candidate type stuff without the technology, uh, put somebody under a spell or a trance, hypnosis if you want, all different forms, and they apparently have this this power. Um, to morph into another form, wow, it really takes it to another level. And definitely you could see how different societies have brought this up as an answer to very many unexplainable incidences, changes of opinions. Um, oh, we're going to go to war with that tribe way over there. You know, witch doctor, do your thing. And all of a sudden... Things are disfused without any kind of diplomatic uh, a meeting or whatnot. To transform into a skinwalker. Before I forget, I just want to put this out there, which is so over the top and so, you know, horror movie like that, it's got to be mentioned. A, you have to have some percentage of Navajo blood, okay, first of all. Then you have to sacrifice an immediate, an immediately, an immediate family member. Okay. Whoa! Now that's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Talk about commitment. 
you have to perform necrophilia and cannibalism on the body. And it has to be in an underground place, in a cave or something. So if you ever go to a, a cave, be careful. Or any underground area. Oh, so all you guys out there who think that your pledge to initiation in a sorority of frat has gone too far, you can't see nothing yet. Nothing. Incantations and rituals are performed over several days. And there's lots of pain for the person becoming. And they wait for the next convocation to become a skinwalker. Whoa, you know what this eerily sounds like? A reverse exorcism. <laughs> Pretty much. So at that point, they have to choose the pelt of the animal they want to transform into. You know, at that point. Let, let's pause right there. Yeah. Sir, Izzy, yeah, should sir. you undergo should you undergo all the trials and tribulations of becoming a skinwalker? What would which skin would you choose? A bear so I can hibernate. Then I can eat when I wake up. Boy, I gotta say, after seeing Midsomar, I don't think I wanna be a bear. You know what? Time out. You're right. That was crazy. Um, a lion? I think I, I mean, yeah, you, lion, bobcat. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Wolverine. They're so small. I would have to have six pelts on me. <laughs> so. Okay, sorry. Continue on. So the whole, the whole, basically the whole point comes, you know, greed, envy, evil acts. It's all pretty much all as as messed up as you might imagine. You know, that's basically what you need to be, what you need to do to uh, become, you know, part of the, part of the, part of the clan, part of the, you know, the union or whatever you want to call it. Um, Question. In modern day to you know, society, yes. modern day Navajo society, um, are they more open about this or they just glaze over it or do they address it differently as more of a myth or real commonality? Uh, the, even the younger folks, they acknowledge it from the elders, but they're more like, you know, but there is even, I'm not sure if you've even seen it. There's a show called Skinwalker Ranch, which there's been many sightings of, Walkers within that ranch, and there's, and there's a cave and a whole big thing. There's many videos on the internet. You can look at my YouTube of people, and they see all kinds of ghouls. And this could even freaking go. Uh, this is what I'm saying. I don't even know. This could even go into urban legends like the Mothman and whatever else, or the Chupacabra and stuff like that. Which you might you might think it's like some creature, and it could be a freaking skinwalker, or vice versa. You know, you never know. But for a whole tribe, for years and years, for thousands, for I mean, I don't even know how many hundreds of years, or even further than that, to believe a certain thing, even in these modern times, and to be that afraid at, even at this point, with so much proof and so much technology, you need to take credence, you need to freaking understand, and you need to say, shit, maybe there's something to it. I don't know. That's what we're bringing to you guys, you know? Information and you guys, like I said before, we, you deep dive into it 
and you know, but there's a lot of interesting, scary, messed up, harmonic, fucked up shit out there that you can see that you know can verify what we're, what we're saying. Well, most definitely, this is a really trippy trait uh, ability to have. Um, I would love to have that kind of ability. There's many things I could think of doing, but again, in the world of the mystical arts and things that go creepy, bumpy in the night, this, this is interesting, especially it's well embedded into a society and many societies for a long, long time to the point that this is part of their belief system, not just folklore, uh, crazy heavy stuff. Not to mention, I'm pretty sure that, I mean, just just saying, I'm the blue, that maybe this, you know, told someone or convinced someone or gave them the idea of werewolf or lycanthropy or whatever, because it's all pretty much, you know, I'm pretty sure that maybe not everyone was really bad and it was a curse or whatever. I mean, you never know. You know. You know, as you mentioned that, it just occurred in my head, like uh, the concepts of vampires, werewolves, ghosts, goblins, possessed creatures, all of the above. Right. And again, it's it's not confined to this one sector of the universe. Every culture has had something like this and it's born of it where, again, where there's smoke, there's got to be some fire and there's fire all across the world every culture food for thought especially when you see something that goes in the night and you can't quite identify what it is and how fast it moves and should not be there but and we've all had those encounters Uh, but creepy stuff your skinwalkers out there again arm yourself and be wary of uh, who passes your way Skinwalkers. Careful the evil eye, the like. Exact the window. And I don't think rosary beads help you or holy water. Amen. But did you say chalk? No, what was it? Yeah, but uh, you know. Keep some powder on you? Well. All that good stuff. So that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Bad Juju series as we continue. To uh, give you the creepy and hopefully the, re- the, the the real news on all this good stuff. That being said, I'm Izzy. I'm Raka. Beware you skinwalkers, but always save the whales. Always save the whales and be careful if you see some ghoul, just uh, walk away. All right, take care. Thanks.